From the Esquire Lounge in downtown Champaign, it's the second hour of Sports Talk here on News Talk 1493.9 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Ospison, and Scott Ritchie, delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, live from the Esquire Lounge on Walnut Street in downtown Champaign, here are the News Gazette sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We're here until 6 o'clock at the Esquire in downtown Champaign. The phone line open, 217-356-9397. If you would like to join us, a lot to talk about tonight on hour number two of Monday Night Sports Talk. Matt, there was a pretty good football game over the weekend. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, yes, there was. The community is uh, buzzing a little bit. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a vibe going around Champaign-Urbana right now, and uh, having a, a football team that's four and one and, and won at Wisconsin for the first time in 20 years uh, when Scott and I were still in high school. Uh, that uh, that's definitely creating a buzz around town. And uh, basketball season starts in about a month, if you can believe that. And we're going to talk uh, some women's basketball this week, some men's basketball next week. Shauna Green, Illini women's basketball coach, is with us. Said she's been here before, but good to see you again. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to see everyone again. Thanks for coming out. So with practice, how's it gone so far? Practice is going well. We uh, went this morning, and we are about a week in of official practice into our 20-hour week. So it was. Uh, we definitely needed that. Four hours a week is not enough when you're trying to you know you have a brand new team um, entire team but really really happy with where we're at every day continuing to get better um, obviously a lot of new stuff each day for them but they're mm-hmm. they're taking it in and, and they're working hard and and they've bought in and that's the main thing so long ways to go but but every day's progress I think you mentioned a couple of uh, things there that might fall into this next question what have you learned about <coughs> your team you talk about their work ethic it, it appears and what else you know, every day I learn a little bit more, you know, whether good or bad, you, you learn a little bit each and every day. And, um, you know, I think that we just got to continue. What we stress to them every day is just get 1% better each and every day. And, um, you know, we're going to, it's going to be a process in terms of just coming together as a team and what our rotations, you know, how, how deep really are we? Um, I think our depth is something that is an issue already for us. It's just we're not we're not deep enough, but um, we'll get there. And, and that's why the recruiting aspect is so so important right now. We've literally had five weekends in a row with official visits on. So need to get this 23 class. Uh, it's a, a critical class for us in terms to get some depth to, to our roster. What is the hardest part, Shauna? When you take over a program and, and you have your first practice like you said you had eight hours a week and, and you had summer workouts and stuff but now that you know you roll the balls out and you know the first game's a little more than a month away just what's that like kind of the preparing for that first practice and that first week of practice at all yeah I think the hardest part is just you want to get so much in but making sure I got to look at that the the holistic approach to it and I'm more about you know less is more right now I, I don't want to move on to something just in, in just to get it in like I want to make sure we got it our fundamentals are strong 
the the process is strong they they understand principles before we just try to get a million things in so but as a coach <laughs> we want to get a million things in so it's kind of that fine line of you know how, how what's too fast what's too slow and, and making sure we still got what we need in you know like we have a scrimmage October 23rd. That's not far away. Is it one of those super secret scrimmages where you're not allowed to tell the teams on if you yeah. do you're be on double secret probation or anything yes, like that? Yes it is. Okay, so. fair enough. <laughs> Shaw the Green is with us here at the um, Esquire. Any questions for the coach? Raise your hand here, we'll get to you. Scott, go ahead. Well, Shawna, you <laughs> mentioned your roster and you inherited a handful of players from mm-hmm. the previous you know, staff. What was important for you? maybe in building your first roster here at Illinois and you know, adding to that with maybe freshmen and transfers? Yeah, we, we have five from last year's team, and, and I give those five, I've said it multiple times, I give those five a lot of credit. They, from day one, did not question anything. They just bought in, and they want to win. They want to be successful. They're eager to, to be held to a high land, uh, standard every single day. And then when we were building it with transfers and, and the people that we brought in, one of the main things we wanted was winners. We wanted people that have won, and, and whether that's high school or whether that's from the previous school that they were at in college, um, you you got to know how to win and, and what that takes and what that looks like day in and day out because it's, it's not easy. When you had you know, a staff to build as well, and it turns out it looks quite a bit similar to the one you had at Dayton, was that your intention? It was to bring maybe that group with you? You know, I want to bring them if they wanted to come, and, and it's funny because you know, now going through this, how many months of recruiting and, and every one of the recruits when they're on campus, I think that they can feel and see our cohesiveness together and, and how we really, you know, we don't skip a beat. In practice, I let them do their thing. I do my thing. In recruiting, we all know what we need. We know what we want. We know what fits our system. Culture-wise, we know what we do. So there is not, we have enough to worry about right now and enough to stress about I don't have to stress about making sure they all know what I want, and they don't, I don't have to worry about that they know the standard expectations of every single aspect of our program. So I think that that has made the transition a lot smoother, and now it's cool to see our recruits notice it you know, and, and feel the, the cohesiveness, feel that family feel, um, and them to verbalize that is, is pretty cool to see. Coach, when you took over, you talked about the reasons for coming here. <coughs> But after X number of months, what's been a pleasant surprise for you? Something you didn't quite see coming that's really been really good for you, for the part. You know, I don't think there's anything that's been a huge, huge surprise. Um, I think that's something that continues to amaze me is the people and, and the community, how inviting and welcoming and supportive that everyone is. And there's a buzz going around. I think people are excited about women's basketball right now. And that's awesome to see because we need that. Again, if you're going to be a winning program, you have to have that support. You have to, especially in a, in a place like this, right, a small college town, like we have to have, we have, to have State Farm Center, you know, with a good amount of people in it. Just like football, is, as Coach B is trying to build his program, he needs memorial. He needs it full, and as a community, we have to step up. And you know, who cares if we had they hadn't won before? You know, women's basketball hasn't won in a long time. Like to me, that's just an excuse. Like if we want winners, we got to support them. And, and as a community, let's take pride in that and let's show up. Facilities are an important thing, Shauna. And give us an update on uh, the oven renovation, and as far as it uh, concerns you guys. Yeah, actually, I just was over there um, right before I came down here just to check, check on it. 
um, because we're supposed to move in tomorrow into our offices. Uh, men's basketball has been in there now. It's been a week or two, I forget. Um, they've been over in their offices, and their practice floor is actually done. We practice there. Yesterday, we've practiced on the men's side uh, of you know using their floor because our floor is uh, still a couple weeks out. Um, but supposed to move into our offices tomorrow. We'll see how that goes because it's still work in progress. My office, as well as uh, Brad's office, is not done. So we have a turnover over here. We need, we, <laughs> first one. We need some. We, we need some cleanup. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to get there and 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 just to be everything under one roof again. One of the uh, one of the key transfers that you brought in is Makira Cook, a point guard from Dayton that you're intimately familiar with since you coached her her first two seasons. What's her transition been like, and what are you expecting out of her uh, this season? Yeah, I mean, Makira is a, she's an elite player. She could play anywhere, you know, in the Big Ten. No, no question about it. And you know, coming from Dayton last year, she she had kind of a different role. She was obviously one of our best players, one of our leading scorers, but didn't have to. We just had a lot of different options and a lot of different scores. And then we had a very veteran group that she didn't have to be as much of a leader. Where here, especially with her familiarity with myself, our staff, and our system, she's really had to step up as a leader. So it's, and she's playing more point here than what she did. We had her off the ball a lot. She's a point guard, you know, by nature, but we played her off the ball a lot at, at Dayton just because of our depth. But playing the point a lot, the ball's in her hand a lot. She's having to really be a vocal leader. Um, so really proud of to see and, and watch you know, how far she's come since her freshman year in terms of her leadership um, ability. But she's going to have to play a lot of minutes for us, and she's going to have to take a lot of shots, and, and she's capable of doing that. Was that an easy recruiting call to make? You know, with this is what I've said multiple times with someone like a Makaira, it wasn't even about a recruiting call. It was about a relationship that, you know, and a trust that was there through, you know, a couple years uh, of her playing for us and then obviously the recruiting process. And Makaira is a very loyal person. And if she has your trust, she's going to be loyal and do anything, you know. So it was something where when, when I took the job, uh, you know, she told me that this is, you know, she went in the portal and, and then we talked and she wanted to come. So it wasn't a recruiting process. It was just a, a comfort level, a relationship, and a trust within, uh, within us. We're talking Illinois women's basketball with Shauna Green, Illini head coach. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to meet her three assistant coaches here at the Esquire. Stay with us. We're back on Monday night sports talk hour number two right after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. It's the big orange out for the Illini as they take on the Hawkeyes, 6.30 at Memorial Stadium. Illini game day at 4.30 Saturday night. Stop at the Esquire, 106 North Walnut Street, downtown Champaign. We're here every Monday. Football through basketball season coming up next week. Chester Frazier, Tim Anderson, and Jeff Alexander, assistant coaches for Brad Underwood, will be here. Tonight, it's Shauna Green, head coach for Illini Women's Basketball, and three members of her staff who are here. Shauna's going to introduce them to us one at a time. So, Shauna, take it away with your first guest right here on the right. Thank you. I'm in charge now. This, yes, this you is are. good. Uh, coach Clamney McIntyre, uh, we spent four years together at Dayton and then she left us and went to the University of Texas for a season um, last year and when I got the job 
you know, she was one of the first people that, that I called and, and tried to convince to, to come back and, and join us and join our family here. And super excited to have her on board um, in terms of everything. She's elite and, and really is going to help us, along with the rest of my staff, you know, get this program to where it needs to be. So you can't do it by yourself. You gotta, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I got one of the best staffs in the country, so really blessed to have them. Calamity, uh, originally from Oklahoma. I'm a country music fan. And, uh, Just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. The, the, Just go ahead and do it. The, the, the McIntyre name, Reba McIntyre, she is your aunt, correct? Yeah, she is. Uh, <laughs> he let the cat out of the bag quick, y'all. I mean, come on, he's bringing it. Uh, yes, Reba is actually my dad's sister, so she's my aunt. And you told me before the show you're very close with her, right? Yeah, our family is very tight-knit. I, I came from a family that's, that's very close, and we spend a lot of time together. And, and my mom is the most amazing person in the world, so this is not sliding her by any means. Ryan's over there, like, nodding his head. My family is their family. Their families are my family. But Reba's like a second mom to me. You know, she's someone in, in my life who um, is a very positive role model. She, she's a positive person. She's had a lot of success. I've learned a lot from her. So very grateful. If you're going to be... Uh, you know, if, if someone in your family is going to be famous, you definitely want it to be Reba. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just can't go wrong with her. So, yeah. So when you had the conversation about the continuing to work with Shauna, was it a, a no-brainer for you? Yeah. You know, any change you ever make is difficult. It was difficult for me to change and leave Dayton to go to Texas. Obviously difficult for me to make another change a year later. It wasn't something I projected at all, but... Uh, our relationship uh, between Shauna and I and obviously the rest of the staff as well. Um, I trust Shauna. We've, we've worked side by side for many, many days. Like Shauna always says, we've seen, all of us have seen each other's good days. We've experienced each other's tough days and uh, we're family. And at the end of the day, uh, Shauna mentioned earlier, like she lets us do our thing. She does her thing. Um, but we all work very well together. But there's a trust there that makes it very easy for you to say, yeah, I'll come back and, and rejoin the staff. Calamity, there was a fight over who was going to ask you first the question about Reva, but Steve had the microphone first. Uh, but what's it like for... Okay, Steve's taking the microphone. <laughs> Who's running the show? Sean is running the show now. But uh, I was about to say, I'm real. There's a lot of people here. Uh, Calamity, what's it like for you not only to work with Sean again, but to work with Kat and, and Ryan again as well? Yeah, you guys have probably heard me say it before, but these guys are like brothers to me. I, I wasn't raised with a brother. Um, but Kat and Ryan and I are extremely close. Uh, we know each other well. We know each other's strengths. They like to do some things that I don't love to do, so that's great for me. Um, hopefully I like to do some things that, that they don't necessarily prefer to do. So we just, we're all very different, but we get along really, really well, and we respect each other a ton. Um, so, I mean, we just, we hit the ground running, really. I mean, we just, it felt like we didn't miss a beat. So that's always good when you're coming into a new place. And you're having to establish, you know, a new culture with this team. You know, we're bringing everything that we know and believe in. And, uh, you know, these guys, it's just great to be back. And we, we also have a lot of fun together, which makes it really good. So every day we're going to work. We're, we've worked a lot of long hours since we've been here. But it, it doesn't feel so long when you're working with people you truly enjoy being with. Calamity, you know, Shauna mentioned that... Uh, the recruits that you've had on campus have maybe seen you know this synergy and connection with the coaching staff. How how did the team respond to that? Maybe just from from the the jump to maybe to have you know this group in charge. Yeah, I think they found comfort 
in it because we have a lot of new faces and there's a lot of new for everyone. Um, but us having consistency, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. We're asking them to be very consistent as young women. We're trying to instill that in them uh, to be the best they can be, their best selves every single day. And so the more consistency we can bring across the board, I think, helps them and provides a comfort level for them to just continue to trust us, learn, grow, and develop as young women. Your, your last name is very cool. I want to know more about your first name. Yeah, so I was raised on a cattle ranch in Oklahoma. Um, and so my sister was actually supposed to be named Calamity, but she was born on the first day of fall, so she got autumn. And uh, my grandfather kept calling her Calamity for the longest. And finally my parents were like, you have to stop doing that. Like, it's not her name. So they promised they would name the next one Calamity, so here I came. And uh, I was named after Calamity Jane, the Wild West shoot 'em up girl. Sure. Um, I did not get Jane, though. My initials are CJM. But I got Calamity Joe. I was I was named after my my grandmother on my mom's side. We need to talk talk to your parents. Yeah. Oh, the names continue. My little sister's name is Chisholm, C H I S M, after the Chisholm Trail. So we've got a we've got a slew of good names in the family. I mean, you got Reba in the family. Like, how many Rebas do you know? I took a little spin through the audience there just a minute ago while you guys were talking, and everybody wants me to see if I we could get Reba to come here somewhere. <laughs> I hope. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be fantastic Come to a ball game, maybe sing the national anthem. How about that? She's actually, uh, I think it's November 4th or 5th. She's going to be in, in Indianapolis. So I told her if I could sneak away from this crew for a little bit, I'd come see her. Well, she puts on, good, as you know, a good show. I've Absolutely. seen her several times. Shauna, anything else with uh, Calamity you'd like to share? Maybe that we haven't uh, gotten out of her here in the last five minutes? You don't want to hear those stories, so we'll, we'll keep <laughs> no, that. We We're coming we in hot yeah. today for y'all, just so you know. <laughs> we could go on and on. But no, she, she's been great, and, and we're very, very fortunate to have her. So I'm glad that you guys got to ask some questions and, and learn more about her as well as our entire staff. Well, we look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you. I'll take this mic off your hands. Thank you very much. Appreciate we'll pass it on to the, uh, the next customer here on the He's a lucky one. hot seat. This is Kat Beasley, assistant coach. Go ahead, Shauna. Tell us about Kat. This is Coach DeAntoine. Cat Beasley. I've never called him that and since I, I've known him, but Cat um, has, how many years have we worked together? Four? It's been four. All the time runs together with these guys. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. So four years um, with Cat with and actually recruited him to Dayton um, and he was on the men's side of basketball. So I got him to change over to the good side and, and come to, to women's basketball. And really he's brought a lot of fresh ideas and, and the men's side sometimes looks uh, you know, at things differently than the women's side. So I thought it was, you know, he has a great rapport with our players and, and he played the game. Um, as an elite player and, and just really fortunate to have, a, have him and his family uh, come to Champaign and, and believe in what we're doing. Can tell us a little bit about your background, where you played, where you went to school and such? Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, oh, there we go. We got a Braves fan in the back. Uh, two. Got two. <laughs> uh, but I went to college at uh, Tennessee Tech University. Um, after I left college, I went overseas and played for about seven years. I was in England for a while, uh, China for a little bit, and I uh, decided to get back into coaching or get into coaching. Started in England, uh, coaching university there uh, in my spare time, and then I wanted to get into it for a full-time career, so I moved back to the States uh, back in 2009. I've been coaching ever since. Well, you might have a new best buddy in the corner there because Bob Osmussen is a big Braves fan. I knew I liked him. <laughs> Good call. 
<laughs> we're, up, we're up two games right now. Right. We're, everything's good. I'm a little nervous about tonight. But. Well, they took care of business over the weekend, at least, didn't they? Yeah, goodness, yes. Take, with the Mets. Um, working with Shauna, tell us a little bit about your history there and, and why you decided to uh, make the move with her here. Yeah, she, uh, she did convince me to come over. Uh, it's it's kind of strange. I never thought about coaching uh, women's basketball before. I didn't know a, a lot about it. Uh, other than watching on TV and things like that, or any university I was working at, we're going and watch and got to know staffs. But uh, we talked and talked and talked and talked, and we talked philosophy and recruiting. And I almost talked myself out of a job because I said, yeah. "Are you sure you want to do this?" And she said, "No, no, yeah, I think you can get it." So, uh, but a lot of things align uh, with basketball, whether it be men's or women's. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just figuring out the best way to be successful and the best way to help your kids be successful. So uh, we had that in common. A lot of our defensive qualities and offensive thoughts were aligned, and uh, it made a lot of sense. Uh, so once I came on the visit, I got a chance. Uh, Ron and Calamity were already there, and uh, so we, we made a bond the first day I was on campus and at the uh, interview, and uh, we all hit it off, and it made a lot of sense and decided to do it. Cat, how did you get your nickname, and who's, uh, who wins in a game of horse on the staff? The nickname, is, that's a long, long, long story. We, we got about I, a half hour. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's long enough. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, I used to be agile as a younger person, so that probably has something to do with it. Okay, Maybe. fair enough. Uh, as far as horse, um, Coach Green's running the show, and she's a Hall of Famer, so I would say she'd probably win the game of horse. <laughs> Cat still plays, and he gets out there. I don't. I retired, so I, I say, well, maybe shooting I can get you, yeah. but playing, that's it. That's all him. All right, obviously, Shauna's going to be roaming the sidelines. Of the three assistants on the staff, though, who's the most who's the most animated on, on the bench Ooh. at all? Ooh, I don't know. I guess it depends on the opponent. So we all have our favorites to, to like or dislike, I should say, so on that day and then usually whoever scout it is so if it's your scout you're more intense you know the opponent a little bit more you know what's coming you're trying to you know anything to win so you get a little bit more invested when it's your scout because you've been watching it for the last week and a half and you know you don't want to you don't blow everything up for them so it's usually whoever scout is probably be a little bit more animated but we all tend to get into it because we're all pretty competitive did any of your perspectives on basketball change when you you know flipped and started coaching on the women's side that's a good question. Um, I thought it would more. I, we all have our perceptions. Um, I thought, uh, oddly enough, I thought all women basketball players were the best shooters in the world. Uh, I thought they never missed shots, and I, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of similarities, a lot of differences, but uh, it was nothing glaring. I think at the end of the day, when it's trying to figure out how to win and lose, it's all the same. You have any famous relatives that we should know about? <laughs> Can you, can you top Reba McIntyre? I, I wish. I cannot. Uh, but uh, myself, uh, I share a birthday with a very special, famous person, Elvis Presley. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's not too shabby either. Never knew that. <laughs> so, Shauna, we're going to meet uh, Ryan here in a minute, but as far as breaking up duties, how, who does what for you and uh, your assistants here? Yeah, I mean, we. The, the nice thing about this staff is that we all kind of do a lot of different things and, and we don't like to just pigeonhole people in certain areas so we all recruit uh we all recruit all of our kids sometimes like like coach had said earlier it's just that's my kid no it's our kid and i think that recruits feel that as well um we do break it up a little bit position wise cad has 
some of the wings. Uh, Calamity has some of the point guards, but they kind of do all the guards, and then Ryan has the bigs. Um, and then we all do scouts. You know, we're all putting our, our two cents into really every aspect um, of this program. So when you have a veteran staff and a staff that you really, you know, you, you know each other really well, uh, I, I, give, I try to give them as much freedom as I possibly can. Speaking of recruiting and, and trying to get a program back on its feet and, and built, how has the transfer portal worked for you so far? And it's changed the game a little bit, hasn't it, the game of recruiting? Yeah, it's changed the game. I think you can, you can turn a program maybe a little bit quicker if you get the right, the right transfers. And obviously we've gotten some key transfers uh, to our program that, you know, without them it may look a little bit different this year. So we've used it to our advantage, and we're going to continue to use it to our advantage and try to go after the, the top players that we can possibly get that fit what we do and how we play. Talking to Shauna Green and her staff. That's Cat Beasley, everybody. We're going to let him get uh, over here the other way. Yeah, I'll take that from you. And uh, bring in uh, number three assistant, another tall guy. Making me feel like the little guy that I am. Ryan, have a seat. There's your microphone. Go ahead, Shauna. We do, I think, have one of the tallest staffs in the country, so we're proud of that when we walk out. Hopefully, at least we can you know, be a little intimidating if I have some heels on and, and I can be about as tall as these guys. So, um, Ryan Gensler, we have been together five years at Dayton. Um, and then how many years at Providence? Just two. Two years. Ryan, I was an assistant at Providence College, and Ryan was just starting out as a, as a graduate assistant. So his young, young self, and, and I was a hell of a lot younger than two. So um, we both were a lot younger back then. But, you know, Ryan, uh, again, I, I've known him for a long, long time um, and, and just truly trust him with, with everything. And, you know, he's always that positive person that sometimes I don't want to hear, but he'll still tell me it. And... I tell them sometimes, you know, to stop being so positive, but I, I need you, and I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so really, really fortunate that he decided to, to come over, join us. Again, him and his family are like family to us and, and the rest of the staff, so uh, super excited that he's here. Ryan, tell us about your background. Where's your hometown? Yeah, I'm originally from Syracuse, New York. I uh, went to school at St. Joseph's University in Philly. Uh, I was actually a practice player there for, uh, for Cindy Griffin, um, and that's how I got into women's basketball. I was in, around practice all the time and, and just loved being around it. Um, and then from there, I went to Providence College, and that's where I uh, synced up with Coach Green as a grad assistant and got really indoctrinated into to the college basketball landscape. So are you an Eagles, Phillies fan? <laughs> I am actually a, uh, a Boston sports guy. Um, my, okay. dad, my dad was a big college football guy, so we kind of stayed in the, the Syracuse vicinity with that. But um, my wife, who I met in Philadelphia, um, is a big-time uh, Philly fan. So my son is singing the uh, Eagles fight song uh, every day now <laughs> and uh, asks me why the Patriots don't have one. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what's the, what's the biggest difference between Shauna Green, the assistant coach, and Shauna Green, the head coach? Not a lot. I mean, you know, better gear maybe uh, all the time. Uh, you know, her shoes are a, a lot nicer uh, on a more consistent basis. But I would say she always thought like a head coach. She always acted like one. She was always super organized and, um, and you know, ran, ran the program at Providence in a head coach's mindset. So, I mean, you knew very early, and our head coach there, Phil Seymour, would say the same thing, that she was going to be a wildly successful head coach someday if given the opportunity. 
Yeah, Ryan, you were the first of the assistants to make the move from Dayton to Illinois. What, what went behind that decision for you to you know, stay with Shauna again? Uh, it, was a, it was an easy one. I mean, um, you know, as, as soon as Shauna reached out, I, I talked to my wife and, you know, uh, we said it's, it's a no-brainer. To have this opportunity to be, you know, coaching at, at the highest level with someone that you know and trust uh, is a dream come true. And, you know, when she called on like a Saturday, I said, you know, do you need me there Monday, Sunday? And she said, when, when's the earliest? And so I think I was there by Tuesday. So um, it, was, it was a dream come true. What, if anything, did you know about the University of Illinois before you started investigating this opportunity? I knew we beat them at, at Dayton, um, so I knew the roster a little bit. Um, I was going to say the same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's the other elephant in the room, you know. I, we did play them, um, so that was that was the extent of it. I mean, I, I obviously knew the league and um, you know, kind of the proud tradition here of you know, some of uh, the men's teams in the past um, and. I just knew it had that kind of passion and, and rhetoric behind it. But uh, besides that, not much. Shauna, I mentioned the uh, season is just about a month away, a little bit over that. You've got an exhibition game uh, coming up uh, early in November. Are those 30, 35 days? Is that going to go by too fast? Not fast enough? How are you feeling about that right now between now and then? I, I cannot believe it's October. I actually counted. I was like, how many months have I been here? And it's almost been six months. And uh, Ryan, like you said, he was here, I think, you know, maybe a week after I got the job. That first week, I was by myself. And that seemed like that was, that was like crazy. Years ago, that was, like. yes, it seems like years ago since that first day I was doing a workout and you walked down the stairs, um, <laughs> just appeared in a workout and, and started working. So, uh, we've come a long way since that first workout. I will tell you that much, um, in terms of our team. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to go, I think it's going to go faster than what we all probably want because right now I would like five more years to what it feels like to to prepare but in another way I'm also ready to compete to see where we really are in our scrimmage I'm not going to say who it's against but it's against a top 25 team in the country so it'll be we're going to know one way or another where exactly we are and that's how last year at Dayton we scrimmaged Michigan and they're a top 10 team and we knew you know we knew we would be pretty good early because we almost beat them and and you know whether we get our butts kicked or whether we hang in there whether we win against this team we're going to learn a lot about ourselves and we're, then we're able to adjust and really you know really dive in at, at what we need to work on what we need to get better at and i think that's when we're at our, our best is when we know exact we can pinpoint exactly what we need to what we need to work on and, and maneuver to to prepare for that first game on november 9th you know, Ryan, obviously the, the roster that you have now is different than the one you scouted you know, against, but how have you maybe seen you know, that group, maybe the five returning players, your newcomers, kind of come together you know, through the summer and, I guess, what, a, a week or so of practice? Yeah, I think just the, the overall buy-in of, of togetherness and understanding that at the foundation of any great team, you have to have that buy-in and togetherness and really trust. Um, so, you know, Coach Green did an unbelievable job of trying to do things in the summertime to help build that foundation and, and that trust. And so uh, those five players have really bought into that. They've gotten closer. Um, they've gotten closer with the, the eight new additions. And I think if you have that foundation, you know, that's the, the key to this success. Oh, me? My turn. You were raising your hand. I was. I, was I had a question for Coach. Is, is it UConn coming here? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Would you like those? To I be, will say not them. Not, okay. <laughs> Would you like to make those? Make that uh, maybe a 
fundraising game or, you know, make those scrimmages something more than what they've become right now. You know, with NCAA rules, we you right. have to keep them closed. Otherwise, right. I would love to do that. I, I, you know, just what we choose to do, an exhibition game and a scrimmage, or you could do two scrimmages that right. are closed. We like to do an exhibition, so they get that true game feel mm-hmm. of, you know, playing in front of fans, getting used to that. And I didn't even know this, but one of our players said they did not do an exhibition last year, I don't think. So they did close scrimmages. So, you know, just getting them, in, especially with a brand-new team, for them to, you know, a brand-new coach, you know, it's going to be a lot of learning because, you know, I, I might be a little different on the sideline during a game than I am, you know, sometimes in practice. So they, uh, they may be a little shocked sometimes so uh, <laughs> my other my dating players they they'll know so <laughs> when it came to putting a schedule together for you here what was kind of your guiding principles what what did you really want to accomplish yeah. and how how will that change over time yeah that's a great question and, and ryan actually does scheduling okay. he's in charge of scheduling and we work together on it a lot of the schedule was already done prior okay. to us getting here with with you know, games we had to we had to play. So a lot of that was already in the works. Mm. But this year is a little bit different than hopefully it'll be in three and four years. Like right now, we need to you know play teams that we can beat and get confidence and, and work on ourselves. Where at Dayton, it was totally different in our non-conference. We were trying to play every Power Five we could possibly play so we could get a net and so we could get an at-large, right. which worked for us last year because we got an at-large. But here, year to year, hopefully as we get better and better, we can continue to schedule harder and harder. And, yeah. and that's our philosophy. We want to play the best. You, In order to be the best, you got to play the best. And uh, But you also have to know your team. And, and are we there right now to play UConn and, and bring all these other people in on the non-conference? No, not when you have the Big Ten schedule. So, you know, it'll hopefully adapt and evolve uh, year after year. That's Shauna Green and her coaching staff, everybody. Uh, the season opener, as she said, is November the 9th. Hope uh, see all of you folks out at the State Farm Center throughout the basketball season. Thanks, everybody, for coming in. Thank you. We need to take a break. We've got one more segment. We'll talk some Illinois football while the basketball coaches mingle with the crowd here at the Esquire. We're back after this. Stay with us. Hey, Illini family, it's Illinois Volleyball Coach Chris Thomas. We have a big East Coast road trip this weekend, starting Friday night at Maryland, right here on News Talk 1499 FM. Welcome back to the Esquire. A few more minutes here on Monday Night Sports Talk, hour number two. Thanks to Shauna Green and her staff for spending some time with us ahead of the uh, college basketball season. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Ostbuston, yours truly, Steve Kelly, and Coming off a pretty exciting uh, football weekend, Scott and Bob and myself and Ed Bond were in Madison to see that in person. You were putting the newspaper together, and uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it, Matthew. As yeah, well. I did. Uh, it was uh, it was a busy Saturday afternoon, and uh, I'll let Scott and Bob take away what they saw because I was just reading all their copy and putting it on the page on Saturday. Thanks for doing that, by the way. No problem. I and try. Can I thank publicly? Thanks, Scott. Yeah, for buying a great meal for me on Friday night. I where where are all the public thank yous for all the meals I bought you in, in the past? I'll send them now. Retroactive, yeah, of course. Okay. Tell you what, boys, we're a little tight on time. You oh, guys can make your so, meal plans <laughs> a little bit later sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> a good football game. It was a good football game, Scott. Uh, I had you on the network pregame show, and we talked about how we felt like Illinois was going to play well, just by what we learned during the week. I don't know that we anticipated quite the dominance that we saw 
I'm not sure anyone could have um, you know, to hold Wisconsin to two rushing yards. I mean, even in their other losses this season, they had run the ball you know pretty well. Um, did not against Illinois, and you know, Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Calvin Avery, you know, set the the tone at the line of scrimmage on the defensive line, and you know, Braylon Allen did nothing. Ches Malusi did nothing. Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz, his way to a, a pretty He's, poor performance. He had a couple bad. interceptions, but. Again, fired. on the, the pregame show, I mentioned, you know, the win in 2019 for Illinois here in Champaign came together because of Wisconsin's mistakes and turnovers and penalties. And same thing, you know, contributed at least, you know, to Saturday's win. I think even maybe without the turnovers and you know, Wisconsin shooting in itself in the foot with silly defensive pass interference penalties, you know, every other drive, Illinois probably still would have won the game just because their defense was so strong. But... They're in a good spot heading into Saturday's game against Iowa, and the West is wide open, and I don't know, Illinois is the favorite now? How do you view this? Could be, could be. Bob, real quick, we got about 40 seconds left. Illinois got some votes. Right. Did you uh, vote for them? Did not. If they win Saturday, I will. So there you go. Probably. Probably. If you... uh, if you kind of figure it out, they're like 36 right. in the, the AP poll <laughs> so right That's now. a big jump. That's okay. going to be hard. Honestly, okay. that's going to be hard. Might be, might need two, two more wins, Iowa and Minnesota. Then we they'll are, be ranked for sure. We are out of time. This hour has flown by here at the Esquire. Again, next week, Chester Frazier, Tim Anderson, and Jeff Alexander from Brad Underwood's staff. Thanks again to Shauna Green and her staff. For the guys, our engineer, Ed Bond. Cameron McDaniel as well. This is Steve Kelly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to the Esquire on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.